Welcome to the Fearlessly Fit Faith Podcast with your host, Ariante, better known as Tay. This podcast is home of discipleship-style episodes to inspire women to steward their community and life well. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, my friends. I am so glad that you're here listening to today's podcast episode. If you've been listening for the last few, you know that we've been in a little mini-series, and we started out talking about cycle syncing and how the Lord used that to help me embrace my femininity and biblical womanhood. Then we dove into a conversation with Dr. Chelsea Carwath, and we talked about our hormones and um, hormone disruptors and all those kind of things. And then we talked with Robin Cook about nourishing our body throughout our cycle, which was so fun. Fun. I implemented a few things that we talked about with her too, and it's just so exciting. And then today we are talking about biblical womanhood and what it looks like to live it out single or married with my friend Chelsea Glover. Um, and before we dive into the conversation with Chelsea, um, I had a friend share her testimony of what it has looked like for her to learn biblical womanhood. She's so sweet and dear to me. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to what she has to say and what the Lord has been teaching her, and then we will listen to Chelsea and I's conversation. Hey, my name is Becca, and I've been married to my husband for eight years. We have a three-year-old little guy um, and a eight-month-old daughter, and I'm here just to talk a little bit about what I've been learning about biblical womanhood and a little bit about my story. And so I'll start here, but it certainly goes back a little bit further than this, but one thing that really stood out to me of of when this journey kind of began for me was after we had our daughter. And um, I was realizing I was having a lot of anxiety. I was having nightmares. I was having dreams that I couldn't protect, protect my kids. And I realized, you know, one, that that was Satan trying to get in there and wiggle and, and kind of use maybe some of my weaknesses against me. But I could either give into that spirit of fear and live there, or I could turn to faith and turn to the Lord and figure out what is his heart for me. Because I know that over and over in scripture, it says, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And so I was able to press into that and actually got to, um, through, you know, mentors, but also podcasts and books. And most importantly, the word of God, start learning what is my role as a woman? How do I truly, um, learn more about God's heart for womanhood, for for being a parent, for being a wife, um, so that I could actually pass that on to my kids. Heidi St. John says this all the time, and I'm sure others, um, but that you can't pass on what you don't possess. And so that idea of learning for myself, what is God's heart for women, so that I could pass it on to my my children, most importantly. And one thing that I learned is priorities, right? So keeping God at the center of my life will help in every area of my life. So God is first. Secondly is my husband, right? So if you're not married, that's okay. You can keep God first and then you can prioritize from there. But for me and my story, it's God first, then my husband, and then it's my children. And that is a biblical design. Also, one thing that I'm learning is that 
women are not just an afterthought. God didn't just say like, okay, let's, let's create something pretty, right? No, he designed women to be a lifesaver um, in the world that he created and to uniquely reflect his image. And so um, that is an empowering thought and that is very anti what the world will say um, about women. God did not create women to be men. Um, God did not create women um, as an afterthought. He actually created them to be uniquely something um, themselves to reflect his image and also to create obviously a partnership with Adam to more completely um, reflect the image of God. And so that's something that I hope encourages you and empowers you and uh, helps you today. Chelsea Glover has been married to Chad for 15 years and they have three sweet daughters. She was raised in Texas and graduated from Texas A&M with a teaching degree. Chelsea has been serving alongside her husband in ministry and they love being part of the Abundant Life Church family where Chad serves as the executive teaching pastor. She also currently homeschools her daughters, disciples women, and has taught the Bible to thousands of women. She enjoys all things Christmas, fun crafts, and spending time with people making fun memories. Let's get into the conversation. Can you share with us your testimony? Did you grow up enjoying your femininity or was it something that you learned to embrace? And I, I did grow up enjoying my uh, femininity. It was a great uh, experience. My mom and I had aunts and grandmothers who loved being women and they taught me the fun things about how to sit like a woman, how to walk like a woman, how to host and how to to love people and just the the fun part and how to nurture people and they embraced how God made them and they loved it and they made it look attractive and so it's just something that I kind of followed suit in and didn't really question much of it. Yeah, I love that. Um, I like growing up didn't really have like great examples of like what it looks like to like be like feminine and like really embrace womanhood. So it's only been something in the past couple of years that I've learned a lot about. So, um, but also tell us a little bit more just like of your testimony and yeah, just where you are with the Lord. Yeah. So I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, my parents both, they loved Jesus and walked it out in our homes, which is a huge blessing. I feel like I always took that for granted until I got older, but it was when I was at a summer camp right before I started high school and the pastor was talking about the gospel and I've heard the gospel my whole life, but it just took me in a different way at this point and I understood hey I am a sinner mm -hmm. and I need a savior and the only way to get to heaven to be with Jesus is to put my faith in him and to love him with my everything and submit to his authority and so that's what I did at my church summer camp right before I started high school and it completely changed me from the inside out I started walking with God and reading his word daily and it really before I came to know Christ, I was really struggling with fear. And I now it's not like I'm 
have completely overcome fear, but I started gaining traction and having more peace of God. And before I came to know Christ, I was very insecure and real mm-hmm. self-conscious, concerned about what other people thought about me. And then after reading God's word and becoming a Christian, I understood that I was a child of God and God accepts me and God chooses me. So if other people don't, yeah, that hurts, but it's okay because God loves me. And uh, my identity was rooted in him and it just changed my whole personality. So it was really, really fun and really cool. But yeah, so started walking with him right before I started high school, pivotal years. And so a great time to come to know him. And it's been a journey ever since then. Uh, lots of ups and downs and lots of growth, but uh, it's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. You're talking about the fear and um, just like dealing with fear and everything. And like one of my favorite things is just like praying and like remembering scripture, like as I'm praying and just like having his peace just wash over me. And then I just like stop and I'm like, Lord, you are so good. You know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit right there. Yes. yes. Love it so much. <laughs> Um, okay, so where can we go in scripture to get a clear picture of biblical womanhood and femininity? Yeah, so there's lots of different scriptures, but Genesis 1, 2, and 3, it kind of sets up God's design for womanhood. So I usually go there a lot. Titus 2, I love Titus 2. It talks about how the older women need to train up the younger women, and there's different traits that they need to train them up in. And then obviously Proverbs 31, it's like the go-to. It's like, yeah. oh, I just want to be the Proverbs 31 woman. If I could ever get there, be awesome. <laughs> and then if you're specifically talking about like wives, um, then I would be Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 3. Yeah. So there's so many, lots of other good scriptures too, but those are the main ones that just kind of pop into my mind. Yeah. So, you know, this book that I just finished on biblical womanhood, but just like blueprints and it was all on Titus two. And my eyes were just like, so open to like the Lord's like will for us as women and like how like deep and profound and just beautiful it is to be able to rest in who we are. And one of my favorite things is just like to be able to be sober minded, you know, and it just, it really changes like how I speak to people, how I interact with people and a lot more graceful and like patient. So Titus too, I love it. <laughs> right. If, if I could read real fast, there's a couple yeah. of truths out of that Titus too, that every time I meet with people for blueprints, I just remind us of this truth because it's so powerful in my own life. It says that the older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior. And I, I love this in the King James version. It says behavior as becometh holiness. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, the first call to us as women and, and men, I mean, it's just to have holy behavior and that's just set apart from sin and pure and holy behavior and that's such a high standard and that that drives all the other traits that are then listed right there and then at the very end of verse five it says that we do all these things so that the word of God may not be blasphemed and so we as women, we have to embrace what God's word says about us, that the word of God would not be dishonored. If we mm-hmm. claim to be Christians, but we don't live according to biblical womanhood, then we're not being a representation of Christ mm-hmm. and what he designs us to be. And so God really takes our womanhood 
seriously and mm-hmm. we should take it seriously as well. And so that's why I love this passage of scripture because he gives us direction. It's like, oh, we yeah. just got to live it out, but it's really <laughs> hard to live out, especially in our culture today. But that's yeah. why I love studies that help flesh that out for us, mm-hmm. and us reorient our mind and refix our, our eyes and our hearts on the truth of God's word. Yeah, for sure. So good. Um, okay. So how are women fundamentally different than men? Oh, so many ways. I mean, <laughs> but, but the two main ways I would say is in biology and role. Obviously, men and women, we have different biology. Women, I mean, we can grow a baby inside of our womb, which is a miracle in of itself. And then also our roles. God has created men and women with two very different roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So there is profound beauty in being a helper to our husbands. Can you share some examples of what this has looked like for you? Yes, I can. And I, uh, this word helper, so many women, they are like, I don't want to be a helper. And they get really offended by this word helper. But when we look in the scripture, it says that God is our help and God Mm -hmm. sends us a helper, the Holy spirit. And so God, who is God, mm-hmm. is our helper, and it's a He looks at it as a very important role. And mm-hmm. so, the role of helper doesn't mean you're less in value, because God is has all authority and all power, mm-hmm. and He's a helper. And so, um, first off, we have to get rid of that idea that being the helper is bad, and we have to embrace that role and know that it is a powerful thing. We're, we're mm-hmm. not less valuable because we're a helper. We are equal mm-hmm. in value to men. And uh, when we're married to our husbands, it's a joy to be mm-hmm. their helper and help them out. The, the first way that I help Chad is just abide with Christ because I cannot do what God has called me to do on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I will be a better wife if I'm daily in the word, submitting to God and loving God with my everything. The the moment I step away and start trying to help out of my flesh, it just leads to conflict. And so I have the power to be selfless, to forgive, to be patient. All that comes through my, my walk with Christ. A second way that I help him out is that when Chad is gone, like when he's gone to work, and then I, at home, I become the leader of the girls and I train them up and I take care of household things. But then when he comes home, I pass off the baton of leadership and I let him lead our family. And because anytime you have two people trying to control and lead, it's like a two-headed monster. <laughs> but but it's not like when he leaves, I'm like, oh, we just do whatever. Like yeah. I run, run the ship, you know, the way that he wants us to go. And then I let him take back control of the steering wheel when he comes back home. So it's a great way to help him. And at the, a third, I mean, there's so many ways, but third ways I just serve him. I'll mm-hmm. make him his coffee. I'll make dinner. I'll help him whatever he needs help in little things throughout the day to help him out. I love that. It's so simple, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an Great. overthinker. So it's like, it's nice to hear just like how simple it is. So yeah. <laughs> simple, not easy all the time, but it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So women submitting to their husbands is negatively looked at in our culture. Can you share why and what this stems from? Yes, I can. It all goes back to the fall, girl. Man, Mm -hmm. if we could just go back to uh, the garden, there would be no problems at all, you know, (laughs) before before sin entered. But when 
we took of the fruit and we ate of the fruit and our eyes were opened and sin entered inside of us. We're born with that sinful nature. And mm -hmm. part of the curse for the woman, it says that her desire will be for her husband, but her husband will lord over her. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, no one warned me about this curse. Like I knew the curse of woman, like you'd have pain in childbearing. I had been taught that. I was prepared for that, but then no one really warned about this desire that like, really, like the moment I got married, it's like this light switch went off and I wanted to control my husband and I didn't want to submit to him. Like, I really had no problem submitting to my parents growing up. I mean, maybe here and there, but overall it was a pretty easy thing. So I was like, totally, I can submit to my husband. It's going to be <laughs> easy. And then I got married and I was like, wow, this is really hard. But then I realized is part of our curse is that we mm. want to control our husbands. And so we already had this, this underlying desire that's in us just because we're sinful. And so each day I have to wake up and be like, God, I submit today to you. And I, I ask number one, that I would be submissive to you and I'd be submissive to Chad and help me along the way. But then we also live in a post-Christian society mm -hmm. and we're living a very e equality-based society. Um, but just because you submit to your husband, it doesn't mean that you're not equal to him. We are equal in value. And I think that's a really important truth that gets lost in our culture is that we men and women, God created equal in value. We're both so valued, but we are different in roles mm -hmm. and God creates roles so that there is order. And we have to trust um, God. If we trust God with our eternity, then we trust God with his plan for men and women. And uh, he created it that women would submit to him. And so I feel like just in our equality based society, uh, and it, they take that in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, they say, just because you submit to it means you're not equal to him, but that's a lie. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not true. And Chad, I mean, the Bible says that we all submit to God. And so when Chad is submitting to the authority of God, he's going to be a great loving husband. Mm -hmm. And it makes it um, easier for me than to submit to him because I know he's submitting to God. And, um, so it's just a, a good thing, but we're going to wrestle with that because of our sinful nature. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember in college, like it just really seemed like it would be a weakness to like one day submit to my future husband and just like all of the things that we like read and like we're taught and I don't know, it just, it makes me sad, like looking back at that, but I'm also like thankful in a way because I see like what that did to like my heart and my soul. And like, there's so much fruit now, just like living in freedom um, and like still single, not married, but like knowing like what the Lord has and just how good it is. Like, it's so much better than like what the world has to offer. So yeah. Right. There's a really cool uh, analogy that I read in a book by, by John Piper called Biblical Womanhood, Man, Biblical Manhood and Womanhood by John Piper. It's great. You can look it up online. It's free. It's a PDF. But he talks about how as a woman, there is a freeing disposition. Mm -hmm. And he gives this analogy of someone jumping out of a parachute. I mean, jumping out of an airplane, one with the parachute, one without a parachute. Mm -hmm. And so the 
the girl jumping out of the plane without a parachute, she feels more free. She has no right. straps, you know, locking her down. She's free <laughs> as a bird, but she's going to her destruction. She's mm -hmm. going to die because she has nothing to save her. But the, the girl jumping out of the plane with the parachute on, she has the straps on. She's, you know, people might say, oh, well, she can't enjoy it as much because she has all these tight straps on her. Mm -hmm. But at the end, she's going to be able to pull the string and she's going to land safely right. on the ground. And so there is a freeing disposition when we are submitted to, to God's authority mm -hmm. in our lives. And that's like having a parachute around mm -hmm. us. And we can enjoy the ride down and then we're going to safely land at the end and not be destroyed. And, uh, but something that people do have to realize in this whole submission thing is that if your husband is asking you to sin, obviously you do not submit to someone asking you to sin. That's when mm -hmm. you go and you get help uh, for that. And then also we serve a God, Jesus, when he walked on earth, he submitted to God, the father, mm -hmm. and he went to the cross and died for us. Mm -hmm. Did he want to do that? No, but he submitted to God's plan right. and it, it brought forth life in mm -hmm. the end. So we serve a God who submits and mm -hmm. we submit as well. And when we decide to get married to a man, we have to realize, is this a man that I can submit to? Because yep. once you say I do, you're, you're signing up to respect his authority in your life. And so mm -hmm. that's why I'm like always cautioning women. It's like, be careful that yeah. if you marry that this man is submitted to God so that you're submitting to biblical leadership. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> okay. Last question. So please share any encouragement that you have for the ladies listening. And if there's anything that you would like to add, just go ahead. Right. Uh, two, two different things. I would say a woman can be fully a woman without being married. So many times we hear in the church, oh, in order to embrace full womanhood, then you have to be a wife. Well, that's not true. You can mm -hmm. walk in biblical femininity as a single woman. Mm -hmm. And a, a definition that I like to use uh, for the purpose of woman is just the purpose of woman is to glorify God by helping man and nurturing life. And, and first off, we as women, we're supposed to bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. And we're not living to glorify our names, glorify ourselves, but it's to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. And the two main roles that he has called us to do that in as women is to help man. Now, you don't have to help. If you're single, it's not going to be your husband that you help, but you have a dad, you have brothers, you have mm -hmm. men that you work for. There's men in society. I mean, you're just helping society out. And so mm -hmm. how can you be a helper in our culture? And then also nurture life. If you're not married, you don't have kids, you can still nurture life by serving our kids mm -hmm. and helping uh, tutor kids, helping teach kids, help serve in the, the kids ministry at church. And it's also just nurturing spiritual life. And it doesn't have to be kids. It can be teenagers or other people your age, and you're just nurturing life in other people. And that will look different for a single person than it does for a married person. But both single and married women can walk in biblical femininity. Mm -hmm. And that's such a huge thing for us to grasp and to be trained up. And that's why um, I love the blueprint study, because it talks about how women like in Titus 2, how you are supposed to be sober minded. Well, 
all women need to be sober minded <laughs> um, and to love their husbands. But even single women can love their future husbands by pursuing purity mm-hmm. and by pursuing an identity in Christ. And um, you love your children, be discreet, chaste, that's pure, holy. Uh, good homemakers. It is like, uh, we hear that word homemakers and it's like, well, I can start learning how to cook, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I, I waited a little longer to learn how to cook, but to be, to be good. So there's so many things that we can be doing as, as not there that women can be doing as single women. You know, so don't, don't believe the lie that you're not a woman if mm-hmm. you're single. That is so not true. Yeah, you are. You can be fully woman the way that God wants you to be as a single woman. Um, yeah. So it just looks different for married and single women. So that's one thing um, that I would encourage people in. And and also, don't don't just believe what the culture says. There are so many great resources, so many great scriptures to reinforce what we are supposed to be as women. There is a battleground going on for biblical femininity in this world and just what womanhood is. And Mm -hmm. if we're not constantly putting the truth of what God says about women in our minds and our hearts, then we're going to miss out on the awesome blessings that God has for us as women. And there is a, a place that we have in society and if we abandon our place, then there's just a hole left in mm-hmm. society. And I see that growing um, right now. And it's just sad. Uh, mm-hmm. And so really, women, we need to be reading resources. There's great books and the truth of scripture so that we can make society better. We can make mm-hmm. our homes better. And there is a, a loving touch that a woman has that men just can't offer. There's a nurturing that we provide that men can't offer. And we need need to walk walk in that. And then uh, a second thing that really isn't specific to biblical womanhood, but I've been reading through um, the Psalms and just Psalm 27 really spoke to me this past week. And it's Psalm 27, four, it says, one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And my my heart and my prayer for me, for my girls as I'm raising them, for the women that I'm investing in is, man, that we would seek to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, that mm-hmm. we would desire him and love him above all else. I feel like so many times my love for the Lord is too weak. Mm. And once I understand who God is and behold his beauty and love him, then everything else just kind of falls in order. If I don't, yeah. I don't need to focus on these things that distract me and take me away uh, from really just loving God. So many times I could be a Martha, not a Mary, you know, I'm busy doing the things of the Lord, but I should be sitting at his feet and worshiping him. You yeah. know? Uh, but if I sit at his feet and worship him, then I'll be able to do what he has called me to do. So really uh, one thing that my desire for y'all is, and for me, is that we would just seek the Lord and yeah. that we would gaze upon his beauty and find our beauty in him. Uh, and not in makeup or clothes or mm-hmm. styles, but our beauty is is defined by our beautiful Lord. And so just sitting at his feet and worshiping him. 
That's so good. I was literally, so I went on a walk before coming to the library and I was thinking about the whole Martha Mary thing. And I was like, Lord, I want to be at your feet. So I love that you just brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Isn't that fun how God does that? He just brings recurring things up. It was such a beautiful day for a walk. Yes. It was nice breeze. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. I enjoyed this. I know that there are going to be good nuggets for people to take away. So, yeah, well, thanks for asking me. It's so fun. So I just want to leave us with a little bit of encouragement as we look at a piece of scripture to end this episode. And it's one of my favorite verses in Proverbs 31. It's verse 25. It says, strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. We live in a culture that is quickly decaying and I see posts on Instagram and just questions from people like, are you scared to have children, scared to be married? We're putting off marriage and waiting to have kids and all those things because of a fear of the future. But when we're in Christ, like we have a strength like no other and it is beautiful to be able to rest in him and to be dignified in him so we can laugh without fear of the future and to raise up as women and who he has called us to be. Women who honor our families, honor our husbands and care for them um, out of a deep well of his grace and what he's given us. And it's just so sweet to be able to do that. So my friend, I pray that you look at um, scriptures of what it looks like to be a biblical woman and that you are esteemed and you're not bogged down, um, that you know that the Lord has set you in something so beautiful and he's designed you so beautiful to do something so unique. A man cannot do what a woman does. He cannot nurture and care for people in the way that a woman does because it is a woman's role and it is so beautiful. So I pray that you just honor the Lord in that in whatever way that that is and just remember that your strength comes from him and you are so dignified in him my friend i hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was so encouraging i love you bye friend i hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today if so i would love it if you left a rating and a review on whatever podcast streaming service that you use and shared it on social media with your friends maybe sharing a quote that you got from the episode and just what the lord is teaching you throughout it i pray that you have a great and blessed week